Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. A swing and a belt. Left field. Way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are World Series champions. Celebration starts. The New Jersey Devils for the third time in their history have won the Stanley Cup. The Devils three. The Ducks nothing. Devils Stanley Cup champions. Right through. A pick block by Steve Gleason. It is scooped and scored by Curtis DeLoach. Hi, welcome to Ballpark Bros, the show about sports. What was that weird little pause right before you started, Tom? I was pausing to uh, pause. Oh, okay. Tom had a weird look on his face. Uh, but no, he's right. This is Ballpark Bros. That's Tom. I'm Mike. Eric's floating around here somewhere. hey uh, We have a World Series matchup set. The Houston Astros and the Los Angeles Dodgers. <laughs> Cracking a beer, getting ready to watch. <laughs> You betcha. This should be a good one. <laughs> um, this <laughs> it's the matchup we all predicted. Oh wait. It, well, I mean, mid-season, I think everybody was was predicting it. Uh, things changed between then and the end of the season with the Dodgers kind of falling off there for a little bit. Astros fell off a little bit too. But yeah, I guess they were just um, taking a rest. They were, just, they were just having a pause for a moment there. They were gearing up because they knew that they'd be here. They so knew that here. it would take literally no time at all to get into the World Series. Right. Um, well, the Astros took a little bit longer. Yeah, well... They actually went They went ahead and lost a couple of games. Yeah. Uh, they lost a few games along the way. I mean, if, if the Yankees had had one more pitcher, it would be the Yankees. Yep. If the Yankees had had one well, more pitcher, then they would have been breaking the rules because there's a set number of players you're allowed to have on your team. No, I mean like <laughs> one more pitcher who could actually do the job correctly. I, I understood. And what not you just meant. some I was, schlub. I was just, you know, or the, some nitpicker. Yeah, that, that's where it was. If they had a nitpicker, <laughs> they wouldn't have even made the playoffs. You know that. The uh, series kicks off tomorrow. <laughs> uh, Way to get us back on track, there, Mike. Yep. <laughs> Dallas Keuchel against Clayton Kershaw. Uh, Keuchel so far in the playoffs, three games started, two and one, two sixty ERA, seventeen point one innings pitched, twenty five strikeouts. Uh, for Kershaw, three games started, two and zero record, three sixty three ERA, seventeen point one innings, and sixteen strikeouts. Um, I I still have not decided who I'm going to pick. Even though coming into the playoffs, I picked the Dodgers to win it all. I Kershaw has really pitched better know. in the playoffs than that ERA sounds like. Yes. Because I mean if you if you look at that that includes four home runs he gave up in a win right. to to the Diamondbacks. So it's like yeah, he's given up a few runs but it's been when they didn't count. Right. So it it really he's better than that ERA indicates. Yeah. I I fully believe the Dodgers have this first game. Unfortunately, I'm I'm picking the Dodgers in this series because I don't think I don't think anybody can stop them right now. I the only thing that gives me pause is uh, Dallas Keuchel. Uh, you know that's good solid ERA 
a lot of strikeouts, uh, and the fact that they're going to be trotting Justin Verlander out there in game They'll two. They'll win that game. Justin Verlander. Uh, They'll win the game Verlander starts. Yeah. I'll give them that one. I don't um, think Dodgers are going to sweep. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, no. Uh, um, for Verlander, four starts, 4-0 record, 146 ERA, 24.2 innings pitched, 25 strikeouts. They have a word for that. It's called... Ridiculous. Good. <laughs> what, uh, who did the Tigers get in return for him? I don't have any idea, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, he'll go up against Rich Hill. Uh, two starts, no record. Uh, he, he hasn't had a decision yet in the playoffs. Uh, ERA of three, nine innings pitched in two starts and 12 strikeouts. Uh, L.A. finishes out their rotation with Yu Darvish on Friday and Alex Wood on Saturday, and then they'll restart things on the su- on Sunday the 29th. Um, the Astros have not announced their rotation beyond Verlander starting game two. Uh, Charlie Morton and Lance McCullers are probably the safe bets for three and four. Yes. Um, I, I don't know why you uh, Darvish is the uh, third starter. Just the way it opened up with matchups. I mean... I mean, he should... He should be the second starter. He he should be actually the first starter. Well, here's the thing: if it goes seven, he's going to be your game seven starter. So I guess that's true. I mean, that's that seems like a pretty safe play for me. Uh, yeah. Um, the the Dodgers, both of these pitching staffs, they they're very solid at the top. Uh, you know, should should Rich Hill maybe be the third or fourth starter for them? Probably, but it's worked for him so far. So. Um, it, coming out of that wild Yankees Astros series, um, either way, I had someone to root for coming into the World Series. I've always loved Justin Verlander, and if the Yankees would have made it, I could have rooted for Starling Castro um, and CC. Yeah, see, yeah, I don't mind CC Sabathia, who said he wants to return to the Yankees next year. Huh? Good for him. Yeah. Um, for the, I mean, for the Dodgers, there are a lot of players on this team that I do like, but there are so many more that I don't. Um, yes. There's so many unlikable players on that team. There See, just really, really is. And I know you and I disagree highly on one. I, I love Yasiel Puig. He's a fantastic player. I think he's a horrible human being, and I hate his guts. But he's a fantastic player. I'm not going to take that away from him. He's, he's where did he touch you? Player. Yeah, show us on the doll where he touched you, can, Eric. Can you turn the doll inside out? Um, anyways, no, the I no, he's just a... I, I'm not a fan... Of the the bad flipping showmanship uh, baloney in sports uh, and especially in baseball, They're and he is like fun, the man. eternal embodiment game. of that. It's a game. Yes, and that's fun. It's and you literally... can have fun without being a jackass about it. I don't see how they're being jackasses when they do that kind of stuff. They're having fun. Well, okay, I mean there there have been players throughout all the history that have been doing this kind of stuff. In football, the one that comes to mind is Icky Woods doing the Icky Shuffle. Do you know what the icky shuffle is, Eric? Thankfully, no. But I, I hope there's some sort of cream for it. It's a you, dance move. It's it. a dance move that Icky Woods would do after he scored a touchdown. It was fun. It's to me. It's like the bat flips. It's like it's like doing fun stuff, like skipping to first base, as I've seen a few people do. You know, Sammy Sosa used to have the hop. It's fun. They're just oh, I, I never liked out there Sosa having either. a good time. After you know, and with with guys like. If you're going to cheat, at least do it with a proven method, you know? Freaking corked bed. Are you kidding me right now? 
Um, absolutely no proof that it actually does anything, but it is against the rules. If I mean, if you're going to cheat, it, at least cheat in a way that's proven. Like, right. come on. And it does make it way easier to catch you because those things will snap like yeah. like a twig. Yeah, kind of like how we got caught. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, really, guy? Oh, I mean, these oh, guys man. are out there having fun. And, you know, I look at it with, with guys like Puig, everything they went through to get here to have this opportunity – they deserve to be able to have fun in whatever way they want. That man went through hell to get out of a terrible Heck. place. Heck. Sorry. Are we a PG show today? I don't know. It's, it's up to you. Oh. Well, I said hell, so. Now you said it twice. I said it a couple times. That's right. I think whatever. you're allowed to say bad words that are in the Bible. So you can say, like, hell and whore and uh, Leviticus, you know, things like that. Those are those are allowed swear words. Damn ass hell. <laughs> But only if you're talking about donkeys. You right. can only use that one if you're talking about donkeys. Exactly. If you mean anything else, then it's a bad word. You can say, would you look at that ass as the donkey uh, walks through the valley? You cannot say, look at that ass, when referring to the donkeys behind. <laughs> anyway, uh, I like Yasiel Puig. Uh, I like Clayton Kershaw, You Darvish. A lot of great guys you on Darvish. this team uh, that are easy to root for. Um I picked the Dodgers coming into the playoffs. I think that's I think that's where I'm going to settle on this. I think the Dodgers take this. I think in six. I hope in seven. Well, uh, since I had picked the Yankees coming into the playoffs, it was to... this close. Yeah. Uh, I'll go with the Dodgers. Yeah. Eric, is your official pick going to be the Dodgers? Yeah, I'm going to say the Dodgers probably in six. Yeah. I'll. Uh, how many games do you think, Tom? Five. Five. So they're only going to win that Verlander start? Probably. You know. LA's pitching is just too good outside of, you know, Rich Hill. Yeah. If um who's going up against Verlander? Yeah. If uh if Houston really wanted to, they can they could go with a three-man rotation. That seems risky. Uh it does, but when you got a guy like Justin Verlander, yeah, but a guy like Justin Verlander on short and, rest. And if you, well, you get you got a guy like Justin Verlander if you're if you're going into if you're going into game five down o three down or uh, you know down one three, wouldn't you want to throw Verlander out there again? You'd pretty much have to, but the problem is he just threw ninety something pitches in game seven yeah. of the of the last series. So right. unless you're up by thirteen, <clears throat> so he's yeah. If you're up big enough and you can get him out of that uh, first game early, then yes, right. But if he's got to throw a hundred pitches. Pitchers, if he's got to throw a hundred pitches, that's where that's where he's been doing it all wrong. He's supposed to be throwing the ball, and he's been throwing the other pitchers instead. Aww. Hey, it's been working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they're confused. They're like, "Do I swing? I, I am I? I'm not supposed to swing my bat at other players. I'm pretty sure there's a rule." Well, if uh, if they do go with just the three man rotation, that would mean Verlander would pitch on the 25th and again on the 29th. Four days rest. Well, three days rest. Yeah. Um, if you go, you'd probably go Kurt, uh, Kershaw, Keuchel, Hill, Verlander, Morton, Darvish, and then go Verlander against Alex Wood on the, tw- well, I guess on the 28th. So maybe not, or, uh, no, sorry, uh, Keuchel, Wood, and then it would be, uh, Verlander, probably Kershaw. Ooh, man. I hope they do put him on short rest. That'd be one hell of a matchup. That's what I was hoping for in game one. I thought, I thought Verlander earned the, earned the start. I think they. I think they want to give him that extra I think day they do since, too. He, since he just no, pitched I, that last game. Well, yeah. I'm sure that's what it is, but and they don't want to put him in a matchup where he's going to lose. 
Yeah. Well, I don't think he would. He's just going to lose to Clayton Kershaw. Everyone's I, going to lose I to Clayton really, Kershaw. I, I guarantee they don't you they don't lose a single start of Verlanders in this series. Whether whether it's just one or two games. I, I don't think they lose a game Verlander starts. Uh and that's that's pretty much why I think six will be the number because I think they will get Verlander out there twice if they if they can push it to six, but I think that's going to be it. Those, yeah. That's going to be their two wins, and that's going to be it. Yeah, and, you know, I there are guys like I said, there are guys on both sides that I hope get their first ring, but uh, you know, none more than Verlander. So I I wouldn't mind being wrong. I you know. Um, oh, I would love to be wrong because I'd just right, love to right. see the Dodgers lose. I'd love to see Houston just go in and sweep four in a row, and just I'd just laugh and laugh and laugh. So this is this is uh, Houston. I just don't think it's gonna happen. This is Houston's first appearance since 2005, meaning they have been there more recently than the Dodgers. Yes, they have. Uh, God, it's been since the year of my birth that the Dodgers were last in the World Series. Yeah, it's also the first time since. How many hundreds of years ago, or something like that, that the World Series teams are both hundred plus winners? It's the first time in a long time I know that. I want 19, to say like nineteen seventy, like the Baltimore Orioles uh, and the Cincinnati Reds. I thought it was longer than that for some reason. Nineteen seventy, still a long time. Yeah, I sure wasn't alive. Me no. neither, actually. And no, I'm the old guy not. in the room. Um, so a little bit more baseball news before we move on to football. Um, an article came out early last week about possible expansion and realignment for major league baseball. Okay. Um, I um I'm all for it, which is surprising because I think that other leagues should contract. More, more teams just means more games. It does. You'd think that. But it but doesn't. The proposal that they were putting forward actually includes less regular season yeah. games. Uh this this would do away with the AL and NL. There would be no more no more leagues. Um there would be four eight team divisions. Uh and this is this is talking about teams added in Portland and Montreal. Okay. Um so the divisions would be east, north, midwest and west. Screw you, south. <laughs> <laughs> um the East would be Atlanta, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Miami, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, and Washington. The North, Boston, Cleveland, Detroit, Minnesota, Montreal, both New York teams, and Toronto. The Midwest would be both Chicago franchises, Colorado, Houston, Kansas City, Milwaukee, St. Louis, and Texas. And the West would feature Anaheim, Arizona, L.A., Oakland, Portland, San Diego, San Fran, and Seattle. So um, they're they're pulling teams out of their... Uh, out of the uh, divisions in which they have pretty strong rivalries. Yes, uh, rival- rivalries that would not survive include um, Chicago, Cincinnati. Uh, the uh, wait, somebody got pulled away from everybody. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, yeah, Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh, St. Louis, um, Washington, New York. Uh, actually, the Mets got yeah, the Mets got pulled away from everybody in their division. No more Mets, Braves. Uh, no more Mets, Phillies. Oh no! Um, this so then it would go to a 156 game schedule, 24 total games against the eight teams in each of the other three divisions. Three three against each opponent. Okay. Um, there would be 12 games, six and six against the seven divisional opponents. The format would provide an off day every week, either a Monday or Thursday. What players don't need days off? It would reduce. It would reduce the team's number of games by six games. 
but revenue would not change due to a reduction in travel costs. So basically, when Arizona has all their games against the Eastern teams, they would fly out, spend a couple weeks here, and go to all the Eastern teams at once, it sounds like. That seems like it would be more uh, taxing on the players than short trips throughout the year. I mean, they already... I mean, teams already go on 19-game road trips from time to time, so I don't think it's that different. Yeah. I have to say, I don't like it as a fan of an out-of-market team because that means that basically all of the games that I might be able to go to are going to be in the same three- or four-week block. Right. Which... Puts, you know, which prices me out of being able to go to more than one or two of them. Whereas with the current format, you know, I've got uh, six games I think I'm planning on, either five or six games I'm planning on going to next year. One a month. Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, actually, if, because there wasn't any in September that I can get to because Houston's out of the way too far away, and that's the closest the Diamondbacks will be <laughs> in September. Um, so I'm probably going to do two in April yeah. and then one a month uh, after that, yeah, through August. But, um, yeah, it, it makes it so that it gives me the opportunity as a as a fan of an out of market team to be able to do that. Um, it also I'm I'm wondering how that's going to affect you know home team fans when their teams you know yes there's the, you, yeah sometimes they have these big long road trips but it's usually only one or two a season. Yeah. They're gonna have a lot more of these long breaks right. where there's no home games for for longer periods of time. And I don't know if the you know season ticket holders and stuff like that are going to to be happy with that type of format. Um, as far as the, the whole ALNL thing, that I, I don't mind. I don't really care about that as long as the DH goes away with the AL. Yeah, that's not what's going to happen. Uh, they're going to adopt the DH for the entire league is what's going to happen. That is horse poo, and I do not like it. Um, I don't know. I, I don't I'd like... rather they institute ties in baseball <laughs> than institute the DH across the board. That's how strongly I feel that the DH is a blight, a cancer on baseball in general. I don't feel that strongly about it, but yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I'm all it's for a, pitchers hitting. It's a bad thing. Um, it's a very bad thing. So if you play on the team, you should have I'm, to hit. That's part of bit the game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we we uh, trot out position players to pitch every now and then. Right. So uh, we actually saw that in the Houston the Detroit not? game. Um, so I I don't like getting rid of the AL and NL because okay so. First, before I get into that, the way it would work, each division winner, four of them, would advance to the postseason. There would then be eight wild card teams playing. I, it, it doesn't say if it'll be a one game or a, or a series. If it's a one game playoff for that many teams, I hate it. And I, I hate, think hate, hate, I hate think it. they're talking about a one game playoff with eight teams. Though four winners go on to play the four division winners. And then you know, obviously, pare down. Yeah, I don't, I don't like there, that at all. I think more smaller series would be. Would I mean, be if better. they're if uh, they're shortening the number of games, if they're cutting six games out of the schedule. Why can't they add a series? Right. So in in this scenario, it's entirely possible that okay, in the Midwest, you could have the Cubs playing the Cardinals in the World Series. Two teams from the Midwest Division. It's entirely possible to have them meet up in the World Series. And I, I as crazy, I mean, think about, is there a matchup that would have more hatred in it uh, than that one? And it would be amazing. Yankees-Dodgers. Uh, eh, no, I don't, I don't really think so. Yankees-Cubs? Um, Yankees-Yankees. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. If you could somehow manufacture a Yankees-Yankees se- right. series. Yankees-Red um, Sox, I think, might. Cubs cards and Yankees Red Sox, you know, either one of those would be a possible World Series matchup, and I don't think that's right. As fun as it would be to see, I don't think that's right. See, the I don't funnest... have a problem with that part at all because if it's determined, if you've if you've played every single team in the league, and you've proven that you've got a better record than them throughout all that, and you end up at the, you know, I think we'll actually see the two best teams in the World Series. So I don't think they more will... this way than. I don't Except think for the one-game playoffs. I don't like the one-game playoffs. See, this that, is, that's baloney. This is more entertaining because not only do you get to see a matchup that's never been seen in the series before, but you also get to hear baseball purists complain. See, and I'm not a, I'm not a purist by any means, but I think that this goes too far. There are four lights. I think it goes <laughs> too far. The line must be drawn here, no further. Um, I, I believe I believe Captain Picard would agree with me on this. I was actually a quote uh, Quark. No, yeah. um, the line must be drawn here, no further. It's Quark's line. <laughs> I, I, I know for sure Benjamin Sisko would agree. <laughs> he would he would holler about it. Yeah. He, would, he would be. And then you would you would be scared. You would be very scared of his uh, opinions on baseball from that day forward. I don't. I. <laughs> uh, but again, so bottom line, I think line, it could be I'm, done better than what they're proposing. Oh yeah. But first of all, I don't understand why they're. If you're adding teams, why are you reducing the number of divisions? Like I would say, keep six divisions. I don't care if you get rid of the AL and L, but why does it have to be four divisions instead of you? Know, we've got six currently. It's thirty-two divided by six. Well, I mean, doesn't, you could, doesn't work. What I'm saying is, you don't need to reduce it. You could no, figure they, out a way to. They'd have to go. They they would have to go to four divisions of eight or eight divisions of four, like the NFL did. Yeah, and I, you know what? I'd be okay with that, yeah. especially if you're – the division size doesn't matter as much if you're playing every team. But then if you went to eight divisions of four, then you could have your – hey, look, you have – playoff teams are actually division winners right. instead of having all these stupid one-game playoffs. Um, I think you end up with a better matchup that way, and then the you know the playoffs can be determined. Yeah, you don't but, have to worry about splitting the the teams into the into the into the different leagues. But then for you the get, playoffs, you can figure out the best matchup based on records, and I think you'll end up with a more representative best team by the time you end up at the end. But then you'll get a situation like where um, the Diamondbacks would never make the playoffs, the Pirates would never make the playoffs. Anyone? I think they'd have a better chance of winning the division if it was only four teams, and you'd be more inclined to try harder to win your division if you knew that you have to win the division. But instead of having one playoff team from, you know, you're still going to end up with four playoff teams. That's, I mean, you still end up with. Well, them. I mean, you just don't have this extra wild card playoff game. And right now, you've got five. You got you got ten quote unquote playoff teams, and then it's reduced, you know, with a single game playoff. And I'm... well, well let, let's let's look at at the model that already exists in in football. We've had instances where a seven and nine team has made the playoffs. Is that something you want? Because they won the division. Is that some? <laughs> do you want a seventy while win a ten, team while in a the playoffs? Six team. If that's what stayed works home. Out, I, yeah. I still think you're going to get a better representation than the current model. I don't if you split it up and if the playoffs aren't split by league. That's where I'm talking about with the league split. You want the you Miami Marlins with, in the playoffs. If they win their division. See, I don't I'm not Cuz that all means about, there were three teams worse than them that shouldn't be in the playoffs. But there's a but there's a chance that there were only three teams worse than them in all of baseball. 
And that's you're not to, right. You're going to have to split things up either way. With, with the uh, setup that they're proposing, you could have a team that wins 95 games, and then they have one bad day in the uh, wild card playoff single right. game, and you completely lose their shot. I still think which, that's uh, better than I, – I would rather that 95-win team have that chance They would still in than for them to completely miss and not even have that the, chance. If, if they're in the playoff game, no. if they're in this, they would still be in it based on my model as well. That's the, what I'm saying. But you're saying the four division winners. Yes. And that's it. Yes. Okay, so if the Diamondbacks How's win that? 97 games and the Dodgers win 98, you're okay with a team over here in this other division that won 74 games making the playoffs while the Diamondbacks stay home. I doubt very much that that could happen if everybody's playing everybody. It could. That it could, could and play. it happens in the NFL. Well, the NFL sucks At anyway, great so. length. <laughs> yeah. It, it, There's a reason I don't watch football. There, um, are, it, there <laughs> are six win teams and five win teams in college football that get a bowl game. Yeah. It, w- it would happen in baseball. It re- It would. You, I'm sure it would. And I would still, and I'm sure if it happened to my team, I would be upset at that moment. But I still, I, I hate the one game playoffs in baseball. I, do and I don't want more of them. I want less of them. And if that's what you, what you have to do to, if you have to win your division, if you have to beat those other three teams specifically to, to win your division, instead of having to try to beat, you know, six other teams, you know, you've got a better shot. No, I think than I, I the, can't the current model. I can't get behind a plan that would give that would reward a team that wins possibly twenty five fewer games than another team. Well, then you just do, forget the divisions altogether. Just say here are the teams. The best four go to the playoffs again, and then you know which divisions be damned, location be damned, geography be damned. The best four records well, go to the playoffs. But what this End proposal, what this proposal is all about, is cutting down the travel time. And making things easier on the on the clubs, and if it's if it's divisions and 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 uh, geographical location be damned. But as long as you're dividing the playoffs based on division, you're still going to have the possibility. Even with wild card games, you're still going to have the possibility of a team with a better record not making the playoffs. Yeah. So get rid of that part of the playoff picture. Say, okay, here's your division as far as travel's concerned. But when it comes down to playoffs, take the top eight teams' records. Doesn't matter what they and I'd be where fine with are, that. And the M- be fine. the NBA is kind of slowly moving towards that model because the NBA has the same problem where you'll get one division where the division winner gets home court advantage in a series because you know oh they won their division but they did it by winning twelve fewer games than say the Rockets who came in yeah. second to San Antonio and you know so the NBA how, is making strides they want to get there soon too. How about this? No divisions. Every team plays every other team five times. Yeah? How many games is that a season? 155 in a 32-team league. Yeah. I mean, if that's the case, then why do you even need the playoffs? Because playoffs are fun. I agree. I know. <laughs> Look, I know why. I'm just saying, you know, if everyone in, if everyone in college football played... Because, because you can charge more for a playoff game. Yeah. If everyone in college football played, uh, you know, 127 games and played every other team, we wouldn't need a college football playoff. We'd just be able to right. say Alabama's the winner at 127 and no, you know. <laughs> right, but see, the thing I suggested is feasible. I understand is a thing <laughs> that's not much different from the season as it is. I understand. No, I, and I would be totally on board with that. And again, just straight up take the. 
Yeah, I don't, like you said, with the, with the whole travel situation and everything, I understand why they're trying to break up the divisions and stuff, but why that plays into the playoff picture doesn't really make sense. Right. So just take the top eight teams and put them into, uh, you know, take you yeah top eight teams just forget about wild card in this situation because you're just trying to you're just trying to beat every other team you're just trying to win as many games as you can you're not worried about you know since we're already destroying division rivalries with this thing anyway then who cares about division rivalries just play just try to every time you go on the field you should be trying to beat the other team no matter what so just continue doing that so so we do that and then we take that and and then the uh the north division all make the playoffs and no one else does if that's the way it shakes out, that's the way it shakes out. Teams will have to make changes to be like, hey, we need to make the playoffs. We're not going to do it by just beating this small group of teams over here anymore. We have to worry about all of these teams. So they're going to change the way they build their teams. They're going to change the way they play, and the game will get better because everybody will be playing better. Well, first of all, expansion always makes the game worse no matter what. <laughs> that's It's true. It brings in players that would not have normally made pro rosters. Um, yeah, but it gives... Uh, Little, little Joe Schmo over here, who always dreamed of being a hockey player, the chance to to make to his dream come true, player. and <laughs> and now he gets a Disney movie. Well, bully for him. You want to rob people of Disney movies? Yes. You want to sneak into their houses at night and take their DVD collections? Shut up! The cops are not on to me yet. I know where he is. <laughs> All right. You can uh, find him at Sean's Irish Tavern. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much all the time. <laughs> Quick plug for our friends over at Sean's. Right. <laughs> I actually was I actually was there yesterday. Because that's what they want to be associated with. Right. <laughs> that's my stash house. That's where I put all the that's where I put all the stolen Disney movies. Out back. I put them up there's a secret compartment under their dumpster. No, that's just another dumpster. Oh. That's... You've been throwing away your Disney movies. Not my Disney movies, other people's <laughs> Disney movies. Possession oh, is nine-tenths of the law. That's true. Is it, though? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> All right. College football. Woo! Yeah. Bye, guys. Oh. Eric's out. Uh, we, had a few, we had a few games that looked good on paper uh, that wound up being complete uh, blowouts, and uh, a couple of them turned out to be complete crap fests. Um Quick run through of some of these scores: Oklahoma State thirteen, Texas ten. Uh, OK State is now six and one on the season. <laughs> Wisconsin thirty-eight, Maryland thirteen. Wisconsin still undefeated at seven and zero. Bama remains undefeated at eight and zero, forty-five to seven over Tennessee. Uh, UCF beat Navy thirty-one twenty-one. Michigan State six and one now after beating Indiana seventeen to nine. Um, Syracuse came down off that high from beating Clemson. They fall to Miami twenty-seven to nineteen. Miami's still unbeaten at six and zero on kept the season. It, kept it close though. Yeah, yeah. Um, the team's a lot better than advertised. They're f- uh, four and four now after that loss. Uh, Virginia Tech fifty nine, North Carolina seven, um, Oklahoma forty two, Kansas State thirty five. Uh, Sooners are six and one. Kansas State gave them a little bit of trouble there. Uh, Oklahoma had to score twenty two in the fourth quarter to to come out with the win. That's a lot of points. Yeah. Um, South Florida thirty four, Tulane twenty eight. Uh, LSU. Handled Ole Miss pretty easily, uh, forty to twenty four. LSU is six and two. Uh, Auburn fifty two, Arkansas twenty. TCU remains unbeaten by downing one and six Kansas, forty three to nothing. 
West Virginia 38, Baylor 36, a lot closer than anyone would have expected. Baylor is now 0-7 on the year. Ouch. Uh, Washington State beat Colorado 28 to nothing. Uh, I picked Colorado for the upset. Boy, was I wrong. Oh, you were very wrong. Uh, Wazoo is 7-1 and on the year. Uh, and Memphis on Thursday night defeated Houston 42-38. to uh, The two big games of the weekend... Um, Penn State defeated Michigan 42-13. to uh, Penn State was ranked number two coming into this. Uh, they improved to 7-0. Michigan drops to 5-2. and They were ranked 19. They are now unranked. Wow. Um, it's weird. Uh, this uh, Yahoo app doesn't have the rankings updated yet. Oh, that blows. Uh, yeah, they, they fell out of the rankings. Um, McSorley, 17 to 26, 282 and a touchdown. Uh, also had 11 carries for 76 yards and three rushing touchdowns. Saquon Barkley, uh, 15 for 108 and two touchdowns. Uh, for Michigan, O'Corn, only 16 of 28 for 166. Uh, That's not going to do it against the number two team in the nation. No. Uh, they did get rushing touchdowns from Higdon and Isaac on the day. Um, and then the, uh, the matchup that most people... We're excited for everybody thought it was going to be game of the week. Um, our Notre Dame Fighting Irish, 49, USC, 14. I was expecting a... Ooh-wee. a yeah, ooh uh, I was expecting a knockout brawl back and forth, 28-27 uh, to 27 Irish win. Yeah, like in the, uh, in the early 2000s that we would always get. Yeah. Um, instead, we had... A few turnovers by Sam Darnold. Uh, finished 28, 20 of 28, 229, two touchdowns and a pick. Also had uh, also had a fumble. Uh, Wimbush for Notre Dame, 9 of 19, uh, 120 yards, two touchdowns, two more touchdowns on the ground to go with 106 rushing yards. And uh, Josh Adams, the man who I think needs to get more love for in, in the Heisman discussion, 19 carries, 191 yards, three touchdowns, one of them an 84-yarder. That's that's pretty good. That's, uh, that's a, I would say, a good day of rushing. Yeah. Uh, the loss drops USC to 6-2, and two, knocks them out of conversation for the college football playoff, and the win brings Notre Dame to 6-1. and one. Uh, And, you know, we've talked about it before. They control their own destiny. They do. Um, I think uh, Doug Flutie had it right. Uh, during the game when he said uh, USC was playing very poorly in this game. Uh, And it wasn't just their mistakes that were beating them. They're not set up to play a team like Notre Dame. They're set up to play in the Pac-12. Exactly. Which is fling the ball all over the place. Um, A lot of movement, you know, not so much the the running up the middle, not so much the uh, hard tackling defenses. And that's why they had trouble yeah no they, he's he's absolutely right uh you know usc play, playing in the pac-12 none of those teams are equipped to play this style of football this is i've heard it referred to uh, you know notre dame's not in the big 10 but it's referred to as big 10 football the way that notre dame is playing right now well because that's the way you have to play once you can't throw the ball anymore right um, once it gets too cold you gotta you gotta have a strong running game yeah uh so the rest of the way for Notre Dame, uh, at home against 6-1 and NC State, at home against Wake Forest, on the road against undefeated Miami, at home against two-loss Navy, and on the road at, I believe, two-loss Stanford. Yeah, two-loss Stanford. Um, 
Stanford's ranked number 20. Uh, NC State is number 14. And Miami is number 8. So it's a rough road ahead for the Irish. Yeah. Um, but they win out. I have a hard time seeing them uh, missing the college football playoff. Um, yeah, this is a uh, sort of a high-risk, high-reward situation here. Yeah. They have to win these games uh, to have any shot at the playoff. But if they do win these games, they're huge. They boost you. They they boost this team over almost any team in the nation. Yeah, they they have rolled over every single opponent. Um, they uh, sorry, I lost my page here. I'm sorry. Um, except for uh, they lost the they, one point loss yeah, to Georgia. One point loss to Georgia. Uh, other than that, they beat Temple uh, by 33. Beat BC by 29. BC, who's looked stronger in recent weeks. Yeah. Um, Took down uh, Michigan State thirty eight eighteen Miami of Ohio fifty two to seventeen beat UNC by twenty three and now beating USC uh, forty nine to fourteen. Even if they only win these remaining games by a touchdown or so, the way they've dominated the teams they're supposed to dominate, which is something Notre Dame hasn't done in recent years, uh, is going to is going to be uh, very good for them when they're you know when they're being looked at by the by yeah. the people who make these decisions. Um, so the, uh, the top 10, uh, Alabama, Penn State, Georgia, TCU, Wisconsin, OSU, Clemson, Miami, Notre Dame, and Oklahoma. Okay. Um, you know, for me right now, the top four in the playoff picture, Alabama, Penn State, Georgia, and I would put Wisconsin ahead of TCU. Just by, uh, virtue of them having played somebody. Yeah. Um, my, my biggest problem with this ranking right now. How is Clemson, who lost to Syracuse, ranked ahead of Notre Dame? Uh, they began the season ranked ahead of Notre Dame. I understand, but man. Yeah. No, I, I don't understand why any uh, teams with a loss are ranked ahead of any teams yeah. without a loss. Because, I mean, their, their only decent win was against Auburn, 14-6 to in Week 2. Other than that, they've played Kent State, Louisville, BC, Virginia Tech, Wake, and lost to Syracuse. So I don't know, man. The fix is in. <laughs> um, so in the, I think it's just they're they're always reluctant to move teams up the ladder. Yeah. Well, especially when you have a team like Notre Dame who did start the year, you know, way down. They started unranked. They or, were or, they were unranked. Yeah. So, um, so I was putting together uh, I was putting together the notes for our NFL coverage last night, and I had messaged the guys. And usually, what I'll do is I'll, I'll put the score, and on each line, I'll put just a quick stat for each team. I have three teams where I couldn't find a positive stat to put down for them. Three. Let me let me take a guess here. Uh, the Colts, <laughs> the Browns, and the Titans. Oh, you're pretty close. Uh, let's run through the scores, and I'll let you know. Uh, on Thursday night, we had the Raiders beating the uh, Chiefs. Um, this is a wild finish. The Raiders had like five different opportunities to end this game. Uh, a couple penalties left them with no time on the clock and a free play, and Derek Carr was able to get the game-winning touchdown into Michael Crabtree uh, on the on that free play. Uh, Carr finished twenty-nine to fifty-two, four hundred seventeen yards and three touchdowns. Amari Cooper came back in a big, big way. Uh, Eleven catches, two hundred ten yards and two touchdowns. Yes, he uh, he uh, wasn't ready to come back when he came back. I think. <laughs> Yeah, he was just. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he didn't wait until he was a hundred percent or what, or if he was just now. Yeah, I don't even know what the. I mean, I know he had the nagging issue from last year, but I don't. You know, I don't know what it was. I can't remember now. But 
Uh, he's back in a big way. Um, so he's overcome that slow start to the season. Uh, for Kansas City, uh, Alex Smith, 25 of 36, 342 and three touchdowns. Uh, Kareem Hunt, 117 total yards. He's the first player in NFL history with 100 yards from scrimmage in each of his first seven games. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, a lot of a lot of love here for Hunt being a Toledo guy. I like that he's uh, tiny. <laughs> um, the uh, Buffalo Bills beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 30-27. to This was a wild, wild finish. Um, the Bucks took the lead with three minutes left uh, on a Jameis Winston pass to Mike Evans. Uh, the Bills tied it with 2.30 left in the game. Uh, then... On the ensuing Bucks possession, Humphreys fumbled the ball with about 2.20 left, and the Bills drove it down for a field goal and took the lead with 14 seconds remaining. Uh, LaShawn McCoy scored his first touchdown of the year. He had two on the day uh, with 91 yards on the ground. Winston was 32 of 44, 384 yards, three touchdowns, couple lost fumbles. Uh, O.J. Howard finally paying off for all those people that took him in fantasy football. All those two people? And left him on their bench. <laughs> Uh, six catches, 98 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, and Mike Evans, seven catches for 88 yards and a touchdown. Tyrod Taylor managed the hell out of that game. Yes, he did. Um, actually, I had to pick him up in fantasy football thanks to the Aaron Rodgers injury. So, uh, I mean, he got me some salad, solid stats. But salad stats? Salad stats. Um, what's his, what's his ranch stats. rating? <laughs> ranch rating of 84. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his radish rating, uh, it's only a 13, though, so... Well, got some, radishes got some work suck. to do there. Uh, the uh, the Vikings beat the Ravens twenty four to sixteen. Latavius Murray one hundred thirteen yards and a touchdown. Minnesota five sacks uh, on the day. So that's impressive, but it's no Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, yeah, we'll get there. Baltimore is one of the teams I had nothing nice to say, and as my mother always told me, dude, Joe Flacco didn't even have anything nice to say. Yeah, um, the Rams. Blanked the Cardinals thirty-three to nothing. Uh, Jared Goff twenty-two at thirty-seven, two thirty-five, a touchdown and a pick. Todd Gurley twenty-two carries, one hundred six and a touchdown. Carson Palmer broken arm, uh, going to miss uh, eight weeks. Ooh, yes, eight weeks for Carson Palmer. So um, they are uh, going to stick with Drew they, Stanton and Blaine Gabbert in they, the quarterback room. The instant he got injured, they had a press release saying that they were going to stick with their quarterbacks. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, that is it's the climate of the NFL right now with the whole Colin Kaepernick thing, uh, filing the collusion lawsuit. Now teams are forced to come out and say, we're happy with our quarterback rooms. We're, you know, Mike McCarthy had to do the same thing. Or they could come out and say, we'll sign him, and the collusion lawsuit goes away. Yeah. And they get a quarterback who can maybe win them games instead of Blaine Gabbert. I don't Here's the thing. I don't. When you're going to spend the money on a quarterback like that, the decision has to be, is he the difference between us making the playoffs and missing the playoffs? And for all of these teams that quote-unquote need a quarterback, I think every single time the answer is no. He doesn't turn anyone into a playoff team. I think he he would have kept the Packers on track. He Okay, here's the thing. Hundley already knows the playbook. Callahan already knows the playbook. Kaepernick would have had to come in learn everything from scratch. The playbook is perfectly suited to Colin so we, Kaepernick, though. It is not. It's the, His style of play, if you look at the, the way he played in his last eight or so games... The movement of Rodgers and Hundley is not in the playbook. It's the improvised play, and in, Kaepernick has proven time and time again that he can't be as accurate from the pocket, which is how the Green Bay playbook is designed, is for passing from the pocket. 
Okay, well, with the state of the offensive line right now, I don't know. I just I think it was. I a, feel like he kept them in the wild card talk. If they if they sign him, he, they're in the wild card talk. I disagree because now still gonna, they're out of the playoffs. You're still going to have the growing pains of him learning the offense. You know, the same as you're going to have the growing pains of Hunley getting used to game action. You you've got the learning curve either way. And as Mike McCarthy said in the in the press conference, he's put three years into developing Brett Hundley. It's the right thing to do to stick with Brett Hundley during this time off. Now, as far as the Cardinals and Drew Stanton, he has been their backup for, what, the last four or five years? He's seen action before. He's kept them in contention before. Okay, so when he goes down with a season-ending injury, well, yeah, you don't like he did last time, um, the last time he got a chance. Yeah, but if I'm not mistaken, the Cardinals have a young guy that they drafted on their practice squad, too. And that's the thing. When you invest... When you invest the picks and the time in these players, you got to give them the shot to... So you're saying that you'd rather have a guy from the practice squad? No, I'm not saying that I that I would rather have a guy from the practice squad. I'm saying that this is the, the mindset of the teams. This is a bad mindset. If you want to win, if you feel like you have the team to win this year and your quarterback goes down, you don't just say, oh, well, oh, that's it. Sorry. Sorry, fans. We we had this perfect product for you, but the one piece that, that held it all together is gone, so nope. Okay, well, I'll give you two names that prove that it's not as crazy as you think it is. Tom Brady, Kurt Warner. Okay. Two out of how many? Matt Castle. Yeah, it hasn't worked long term. Kept him in. Janine Garofalo. And, uh... Wait. How many, how many, how many teams, Sorry. how many different teams did those players come from? Do you think maybe it's just one team that's drafting good quarterbacks Matt deep Flynn. in the draft? Matt Flynn kept the Packers afloat in 2013. I mean, you're looking at a very small number of quarterbacks. Colin Kaepernick, when Smith went down, they went with Kaepernick. Because there wasn't a Colin Kaepernick out there to sign. Matt Moore, Tom Savage. Now you're just screwing with me because no, they did not keep teams... those teams afloat. Yes, they did. Matt Moore still got the Dolphins to the playoffs. They, Tom Savage still got the Texans to the playoffs. They kept them from ingesting and inhaling massive amounts of seawater. I'm just saying it's not... I'm just saying there were no better options out there when all those guys went down. Colin Kaepernick was available last year for the Texans. Tom Savage could have... You know, they could have said, no, thank you, Tom Savage, and went with Colin Kaepernick, but they didn't, and yeah. they still made the playoffs, and... They have a defense. Well... Their defense was winning them games. It was never their offense winning them games. Well, look at the look at the start of the Packers game yesterday. They picked off Drew Brees two times, and those, it was not Brees making mistakes. Those was, were unsolicited interceptions. He should not have been throwing those balls where he was throwing them. The Packers put themselves in the position to pick it off both times. The one by the one by yeah, House. He, he should not have thrown that ball. The way House stretched out for that ball, I don't think that was anything to do with where Brees put it. It was House. I don't know how he can stretch his body out that far. He's not that tall of a dude. But I'm just saying. They were poorly placed balls. Yeah. I don't know. They were thrown to the receiver where there was a a defensive back on the inside. Yeah. Um, Now, with. uh, And I'm not not saying there there aren't any teams out there. The Colts at the beginning of the year, should they have brought Kaepernick in? Possibly. But they found a, you know, they found a younger player. Who's been working out just so well. Well, but whose body of work that far showed that there might be some potential there. So they went ahead and made that deal. Was it the right deal? Obviously, no, it was not. But, you know, it 
just, hindsight is always twenty twenty in that regard. And again, would Colin Kaepernick make the Colts a playoff team this year? No. I I just don't get how a, a team like that can can say this guy took a team to the Super Bowl, but we're going to go with this guy who's played one game. That defense really took them to the Super Bowl. They were a very good defensive team that year. I don't know. I I, I disagree with uh, a lot of these teams' decisions. I don't know. I like I said, if if he's not going to turn you into a playoff team, I don't. You know, I I understand where you know where these teams are coming from, sticking with the players that they've developed and that have been in the system for that long. Um, now that being said, Hundley goes down with an injury. By all means. Look into the idea of bringing in Kaepernick because Joe Callahan played for a Division Three team. Yeah, but see, see I what I, I I think I really don't understand the Cardinals situation because Drew Stanton is not, uh, he's not. Yeah, I mean, but he's been there. He's been in the system. He's stepped in before and had good, solid games. It's you know, but I don't know. Also. The main point that I made, does Colin Kaepernick make the Cardinals a playoff team? No, he does not. But he gives him a much better chance than Drew Stanton and or, because it could be and or, yeah. Blaine Gabbert. No, I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't believe he makes him a playoff team, so I don't see, I don't see the need or the point, I guess. And it's not like they're, they're just keeping these guys so that they can tank and, and get their uh, Palmer replacement in the draft. Right. Yeah. Who do we have coming out? Sam Darnold. Ooh, uh, Jake Browning. That actually wouldn't be a bad pick. Um, but uh, no, I, listen, I I do see both sides of it, but it it comes down to they've invested time in these quarterbacks. It, you know, Arizona's situation is a little bit different, but for the most part, it's been teams promoting younger guys into the position. You drafted the guy, you invested the time, you had him there every day. They learned the playbook. Who knows? You might have the next Kurt Warner or Tom Brady. Or you, you might gotta take that shot. Or you might have a massive sunk cost fallacy on your hands, and you're just sticking with the guy because you've already put so much time and effort and money into him that you can't give up now, even though you well, know that is not going to be anything. But here's the thing: you gotta give you gotta give him the time to prove it. Hundley needs the time to prove whether or not he is the you know the quarterback that they thought he was when they drafted him. If he is, great. Maybe he saves the season. They still make the playoffs. If not. Okay, they're going to have a relatively high pick in each round of the draft, and they can get their backup quarterback slash quarterback of the future because newsflash, Aaron Rodgers isn't exactly a young man right now. And uh, and his collarbones seem to be fairly weak. No, I think it's just that he's had two instances of 280-pound men falling on top of him in a very awkward position. Well, maybe you Stop hanging stay, out with 280-pound men. <laughs> stay out of those awkward positions. Yeah, so... um. All right, so the uh, Miami Dolphins, 31, New York Jets, 28. Josh McCown, 17 to 28, 209, three touchdowns and a pick. Uh, Jay Cutler and Matt Moore, two touchdowns apiece. Uh, Cutler cracked ribs. Oh, boy. Uh, Don't they wear giant puffy vests to avoid yeah. that? Uh, Parkey had a game-winning field goal with 20 second, 22 seconds remaining. So should the Dolphins sign Kaepernick? Or should they stick with Matt Moore, a guy who knows the system, has had success with them? How Matt Moore didn't get the job to begin with is beyond me. Um, I th- My argument would be that he's such a large drop-off from Tannehill, but then they went and signed Jay Cutler, a large drop-off from Tannehill. <laughs> right. I, I thought Matt Moore should have been the quarterback of this team from day one. 
I, I really did. Um, to lead them to a seven and nine season, which they wouldn't have, you know, they they would have gotten there anyway with any quarterback they signed. Right. Now that being said, um, you know, we're talking about a team that's uh, what four and two now. So yeah, they're uh, they're winning games in unique ways. Yeah. Um, you know, I think in this particular instance, I think Matt Moore is the way to go. I, I don't think bringing in Colin Kaepernick makes them well, any better than what Matt Moore does. It depends on how long Cutler will be out. If it's you know, if it's season ending, you're going to need to bring in a backup no matter what. They do have they do have a uh, a kid they drafted this past year. Oh, do they? Yeah. Um, he, if I'm not mistaken, there had to he was wearing number six, and Cutler had to buy it from him. Oh. <laughs> um, so I think that's. Uh... That's a little silly. Yeah. The whole, you know, really wanting a number so badly. Yeah. These numbers they mean a lot to the players sometimes. Yeah. Well, you know, everybody's got their thing. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, uh, when we ran, when we ran uh, track, I got a specific jersey number. I, I, I requested a specific jersey number. Okay. So just Any you know, particular reason? My lucky number. Was it lucky? Yeah. Were you wearing that when you, uh, when I tore my, when I, when I tore my meniscus? Yeah. Uh, no, since I did that in practice. <laughs> oh, well, maybe you should have been. <laughs> uh, what about when you went over the, uh, over the hurdle and then the hurdle was, uh, oh, kind of the, in your way? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I blew my knee out twice in high school. Uh, <laughs> once I was running hurdles and the kid in the lane next to me, we were neck and neck and, uh, he got a little bit in front of me. He cool runnings you. And he went, he went down. And as he did, he clipped my hurdle with his elbow as he was falling over his own hurdle. And so as I was coming down over it, it was coming back up because that's what the hurdles are supposed to do. They don't just lay down. They pop back up because of the weights. And Weebles it wobble. Caught, it caught my back leg. I made a weird plant with my uh, lead leg. And uh, that was the end of two seasons for me. That was not a fun time. Meanwhile... I was over here running the 800, the nice, safe 800. I don't think I could make it over a hurdle if my life depended on it at this point. I could probably still run the 800. 40 minutes? I bet I could do it in three. Three minutes? Three minutes. Yeah. All right, we'll head down to the track and do that after the show. Uh, that would be a mistake. Maybe for you. I feel like I'm in fairly good shape. Um, the uh, Jaguars blanked the Colts 27 to nothing. Uh, Blake Bortles, eighteen of twenty-six, three thirty, and a touchdown. Um, Look, no Leonard Fournette. No, he's still uh, still hurting from that. Uh, what was it? Ankle? Yeah, sprain or I whatever. I believe so. Uh, yelled and filled in uh, nine carries, one hundred and twenty-two yards, and a touchdown. See, I I gotta tell you, man, uh, Blake Bortles has looked like a true NFL quarterback this year. Yeah, you got a stat line there. He was 18 of 26 for 330 yards. Yeah. And uh, on the season, let's see. Let's see what he is on the season. I said, do do it. All right. Uh, he's 115 of 196 for 1398 and nine touchdowns. How many picks? Five, but. Not great. He's benefited from a very dangerous run game this year. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, his QB rating is 85.4. Yeah. Which is not terrible. It's not Great, but it's not terrible. Right. Um, the Colts, man, as bad as they are this year, and I know everybody's like, oh, Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck. I don't think Andrew Luck makes them much better. No, and if they actually let Andrew Luck play any games this season, I'm going to go down there and beat the crap out of them because they're just throwing away another year of one of the best quarterbacks in the league. 
Yeah, see, I won't say he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I don't. I really, truly don't believe that. Um, but I, they're two and five. So yeah, I they're they're two and five. The Titans and Jaguars lead the lead the division at four and three. Houston's up on them at three and three. Um, they're not going to win this division, which means they're not going to make the playoffs uh, for sure. Especially when you got you know three teams in the AFC East with only two losses. Um, I got. Yeah, shut 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 Andrew Luck down for the year. Just just call it a wash. Get a high draft pick. Reload. Come back next year. Maybe you know draft an offensive lineman with the number three pick. You know, uh, or two or three yeah. or uh, five yeah. or seven. Seven seven offensive linemen. That would be nice. Um, so somebody offered me free tickets. Well, first they offered them to me for ten dollars, and I said no. They couldn't find any way to buy them. They offered them to me for free, and I still turned them down because my son had a soccer game. Uh, but also, there was no way in hell I was going to go see the Titans play the Browns yesterday. Now, you said that the Browns and Titans were probably teams that I didn't have anything uh, written down. I did actually have notes for them. Uh, Tennessee won the game 12-9 to in overtime. Uh, Ryan Suckup with, was 4 of 5 on field goals with a long of 47. And Zane Gonzalez was 3 of 3 with a long of 54. Uh, Deshaun Kaiser was uh, re-benched in this game after throwing two interceptions in the first half. Moving on. Uh, there, there's one more thing from this game. Joe Thomas missed his first snap ever. Yes. I forgot. Yeah. I'm sorry. I forgot about that. He did. Uh, he had the longest consecutive snap streak in NFL history. Never missed a snap in his, what, 11 years in the yeah. league so far? He's played every single offensive play. Yep. That's really something. That is. For that an is. offensive lineman. That's a shame that he's had to do it for such a crummy team. Yeah. He, he more than any other player in the NFL, deserves to be on a winning team. Yeah. I mean, he's their only pro bowler most years. It's, uh, it's a shame that he got hurt. I hope it's not too serious. Uh, yeah, I have not seen any reports on how much time he'll miss out of this. Um, but, yeah, hof- hopefully it's a speedy recovery and he can get back in there and start a new streak. Um, I don't think he's got another 10,360-some plays in him. No. But, probably not. you know, uh, and I don't think that's something that'll ever be topped. No. I mean, you know, I'm not sure what the next closest one is, but when you don't know what the next closest one is, that means it's usually pretty far behind. Yeah. Um, um, and the only players that would be able to do it would be uh, quarterbacks or offensive linemen because wide receivers and running backs swap in and out you know, right. play to play as, as the, uh, as the situation dictates. Yeah. So it would have to be an offensive lineman who it's really tough to stay healthy when you're running into, uh, 310 pound men. Well, you, you look at teams like Minnesota and green Bay who only have one remaining starter on their offensive line yeah. right now. And that's, that's the state of, of playing in the trenches. Yeah. You're going to get hurt. You're going to get bruised and banged up and you, you know you're gonna need to take a play off yeah no it's it, it is one of the most impressive streaks in sports it is uh you know it's right up there with Favre and his games played streak which Eli Manning uh in in the Giants game yesterday started his 306th consecutive game I believe uh he is three behind Peyton Manning for second all time uh second longest streak all time it's just he's been largely invisible while doing it yeah, just you know, aside from those Super Bowl years, I mean, he's but he's quietly put up Hall of Fame numbers too. Yeah, I mean, so, um, so I, w- I would uh, put him in over a few guys. Yeah, I think um, there there are people I I keep him out. 
you know? Yeah. Uh, a surefire Hall of Famer, Drew Brees, and the New Orleans Saints beat the Packers 26-17. to That says a lot about the Saints that they were only able to beat this team 26-17. to Well, like we were saying earlier, uh, Drew threw two yeah. completely unsolicited interceptions in he the first did. quarter. Yeah. Otherwise, that game's... 21 to 7 at the end of the first and right it goes from there. Um, he did throw his 500th career touchdown pass. That's impressive. I mean, joining uh Brett Favre, Peyton Manning and Dan Marino as players to throw yeah. 500 touchdowns. Um I tell you uh if he doesn't throw those two picks then uh Aaron Jones doesn't get the remaining what 60 yards of his 131 yards rushing. I don't know. I mean, he had 70 in the first quarter, so... Yeah, but and if if they get down 21-7, to 7, they're not running the ball anymore. Yeah. Uh, Jones did finish 17 carries, 131 yards, and a touchdown. Another impressive game uh, for him. Um, I, I don't see why the Saints defense didn't focus in on him immediately. Right. You knew that they were going to run to start uh, out the game. You because, you, because you don't know what Brett Hundley can do yet. But you're not going to throw your quarterback into the fire like that. You're going right. to try to ease him in. Right. No, I, but, you know, you don't know what Hundley's going to do. You don't want to risk being torched by a guy like that, you know. And he had a lot of early incompletions, and after that, they were able to stack the box against Aaron Jones and Ty Montgomery. So, and it did, it did end up working out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just uh, little planning mistakes there that, that made that game much closer than it should have been. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I've spoken how many times about I don't think Sean Payton is that good of a coach. Yeah. Um, so uh, Chicago Bears 17, Carolina Panthers 3. Uh, Chicago defense, uh, no touchdowns in two straight games. They haven't allowed a single touchdown. Yeah. Um, um, they did score two themselves. Yes, they did. Yesterday, Eddie Jackson becomes the first player in NFL history with two 75-plus defensive touchdowns in one game, returned one fumble, one interception. Uh, Cam Newton was sacked five times, and the Panthers had three turnovers, including uh, the pick six. Yeah, they didn't play a good game. Um, they really didn't play a good game, considering the opposing quarterback, Mitchell Trubisky. Four of seven for 107. <laughs> didn't how, even throw it ten times. How do you get 107 yards on four throws? Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, didn't even, didn't even throw it ten times. Um, they are just... They won this game, but... Man. Do you think this hinders his development, them not letting him throw it? I think it does. I mean, he he was a gunslinger in college. Uh, Brett Hundley threw it 25 times for the Packers. Mitchell Trubisky threw it seven. He was, it was his job to throw a lot, like a lot in college. On Thursday night, Derek Carr threw it 52 times. Mitchell Trubisky threw it seven. These uh, are... I played street football with some kids yesterday. Yeah. I threw it 37 times. There were 38 plays in the game. Mitchell Trubisky threw it seven. This is, uh, that's a stat line you expect to see from Tim Tebow. It's a stat line you expect to see from a guy who came in and played two drives. Like, what are, the, what are you doing there? Well, they, but they won both games. I know, but nobody watched them. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Dallas Cowboys defeated the San Francisco 49ers 40-10. to 10. Defeated? Remember when only defeated? Remember when we were kids and there were there there were three games that you looked forward to every single year: Cowboys Niners, Cowboys Packers, Packers Niners. In the nineties, those were three of the matchups that you you always wanted to see. And now I don't 
I mean, yeah, we had a great Packers Cowboys game, but now with Brett Hundley, I don't think that would be no quite the game anymore. No. Um, so I was a little bit disappointed by the outcome of this. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, twenty six carries, one hundred forty seven yards, two touchdowns, and a seventy two yard touchdown reception. Um, Des Bryant tied Bob Hayes for the most touchdown receptions in Dallas history with seventy one. And the San Francisco 49ers honored Dwight Clark at halftime. I'm sorry, Dwight Clark. Uh, Clark uh, recently diagnosed with ALS, uh, so they wanted to uh, honor him at the game, everything he's done for that team and So San to add insult to injury, they didn't even show up to the game. Yep. So um, God, that's, That sucks. Yeah. Usually you, you try to honor players at games you have a pretty good feeling that you'll win. Yep. Nope. This not was so not much. one of those. Well, but I never mean, would have been one. Find of those. a game. Find a game on their schedule that they should feel confident. Do they in. play the Jets this year? I don't know, but you know the Jets are four and two, or I know, three and three. Or, there's a better chance of them beating the Jets than the Cowboys. Do right. they play the Browns? No, I don't think they do. Um, so uh, Pittsburgh defeated Cincinnati twenty-nine to fourteen. Le'Veon Bell thirty-five carries, one hundred thirty-four yards uh, for the Bengals. Uh, Vontez Burfict kicked a guy. What? Stat of the game. Are you joking me? Kicked, yeah, he's just a couple games back from suspension, and he uh, he kicked a guy in the head. Yeah. And this is, I've, 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 I, I. Dominican Sue figured it out after a couple seasons. Why can't this guy? I don't know. Um, but this was, this was also after, on the second play of the game. Yeah. After he refused to shake hands with the Steelers at the coin toss. Yeah. He's, uh. He's kind of a garbage person on the football field. I don't know anything about him off the football field, so I'm not going to speculate. But on the football field, well, I've I've heard he's that a garbage person. Uh, I, I I've heard from uh, folks who who uh, followed the team that he went to college for. Uh, they said he was it's it's pretty much par for the course from his time at at Arizona State. That's he was, unfortunate. He was a terrible person there too. Well. I, you know, I don't see him in his day-to-day life, so I won't speculate on how he treats, uh, you know, puppies and children. And you know, I mean, if we're setting the bar at not kicking people, yeah, he comes in pretty far under it. Uh, yeah, this game was it was kind of a boring game. It was. It. Uh, I mean, unless you like rushing the ball, like I don't know. It would, and I do like, and I, I, I like defensive games sometimes. I like, but it just. I watched it, and nothing about this game got me too terribly, too terribly excited. It was it was football from before the age of the quarterback. Yeah, it was football before the last five or six years. I think I think it had a lot to do with the terrible offensive line play for Cincinnati. Oh my god! And it was so bad. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It just. It, it the game was not entertaining. Like I, I walked away from it thinking, man, I could have spent those three and a half hours doing literally anything else, which is very uncommon for me walking away from a Steelers game. Yeah. I, um, you know, even though I'm not a fan, I usually get into Steelers games. I, I I've enjoyed the last two weeks because it's been the focus on running. Yeah, you don't want to throw five interceptions ever again. Yeah, that uh, yeah, um, I think that is a lot. And if to you do with it. if you just cut down on mistakes, which they did in this game, and they did last week against uh, against KC. Did they throw any interceptions in the last two weeks? I don't know. Uh, but they, well, they they haven't thrown five, so that's yeah, that's already uh, a good start. 
but no, the the recommitment to Le'Veon Bell and getting him, you know, that was that was part of the problem with the first few weeks. Yeah, he had a low per you know per carry average, but he was only getting ten carries per game. You got to let him work. He does get a lot of yards yeah. in the fourth quarter. You got to keep feeding him the ball. He will get stronger as the game goes on. And they weren't doing that. They were going to the pass far too often in his first few games back. Yeah, and you know he he's he's that patient running back. He'll wait for the hole to open up. You know, you see him bouncing around back there in the backfield. He's waiting. You know. Yeah. Um, he th- sees the the crack open and he darts forward. He's got that instant speed. Yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh's now five and two on the year. They've looked very, very good over the last two. Um, I will, we'll talk about the standings as a whole here in a minute. Uh, we got three more games. Uh, Seattle defeated New York, uh, the Giants, uh, twenty-four to seven. Russell Wilson, twenty-seven of thirty-nine, three thirty-four and three touchdowns. The Giants, one hundred and seventy-seven total yards. Yes, um, that's only two fewer than the than the Bengals had. Yeah, and I think they had they only had like seventeen or something after halftime. Yikes! Yeah. Yeah, no, I yeah, the second half was nothing but, you know, Steelers defensive lineman and Bengals quarterback lap, laps, but, you know. Well, and uh Boswell. Yeah. Just booting field goals. Um what was it? 5? I yeah, think it was I believe so. 5 field goals. Um that that could be an issue later in the season, you know, not finishing drives in the red zone. Yeah. Uh, I know some yeah, people that's... some people looked at the Giants coming off that win over Denver as maybe they found it. They didn't. No. Uh I don't think they ever had it. Doug Baldwin for the Seahawks got into a fight with uh, Tom Cable on the sideline. Uh, Seahawks have come out and said that it was nothing, but you know it's never that's, nothing when you fight a coach. Um, so uh, it's it's never nothing was. when you say it's nothing. Right, that too. That's w- that's what you have to say. You either say that or we're handling it internally. Yeah. Um, the uh, Chargers beat the Broncos twenty-one to nothing. Uh, Philip Rivers threw two touchdowns, and Travis Benjamin had a punt return touchdown for Los Angeles. Um, and on Sunday Night Football last night, uh, the Patriots defeated the Falcons twenty-three to seven. Twenty-eight to three. Almost. Uh, Tom Brady twenty-one to twenty-nine, two forty-nine, two touchdowns. Um, Matt Ryan twenty-three to thirty-three, two thirty-three, and a touchdown. Julio Jones nine catches, ninety-nine yards, and his first touchdown reception of the year. Um, yeah, I'm glad that I picked up Carson Wentz to yeah. to back up Matt Ryan, and then decided that it was a better idea to just start Carson Wentz. Right. Um, this game, the the big thing with this game, you could not see the field after halftime. Uh, fog rolled into Gillette Stadium. NBC had to go to the SkyCam, the 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 camera on the tracks that goes all over above them. The uh, motion sickness cam. Yeah. They had to run just on that camera from behind the quarterback the almost the entire second half. They showed some uh some views from their normal cameras. Yeah. You could not see to the end of the offensive line, the the the, the sideline end of the offensive line where the camera was through the fog. So they had to go with the overhead behind the quarterback camera. How do you play in that? Yeah, it 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 was rough. Uh, a lot of a lot of low line passes, a lot of running in the second half. I recall uh a Steelers Jaguars game a number of years back. I think it was back before division realignment, where it was just foggy as could be and uh, similar situation. You couldn't really see what was going on. Yeah, and that was before they had the the uh, motion sickness camera. Yeah. Well, man, the uh, you know the original fog bowl back in the eighties, the uh, Eagles and Bears game. There's no good footage of that game because yeah. there were no high def cameras. There were no nobody actually knows what know? the final score of that game was. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so that win brings New England to five and two, half a game up on Buffalo and Miami, who are each four and two. The Jets are three and four. Uh, in the NFC North, the Steelers lead the way at five and two. Ravens are three and four. Bengals two and four. And the Browns still winless. Everyone's talking about how bad the AFC South is, but they're all refusing to look at the AFC North. Yeah, um, those are some bad teams. The South: uh, Titans and Jaguars four and three. The Texans three and three. Colts two and five. Kansas City in the West leads the way at five and two. Denver is three and three, and the Chargers and Raiders are both three and four. The Raiders look like they're finally healthy and may be ready to make a move. So the uh, the road of the Super Bowl goes through Gillette again. Son of a um, actually not true. The Chiefs still have the half game lead by virtue of the tiebreaker. Oh yeah. I so I not that it's true. much better having to go through Arrowhead. No, I know the Steelers you did can win go, there last year. You can go in there and win. Yeah, it's still yeah, it's it's not easy. Um, over in the NFC, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, who will take on the Redskins tonight, sit at five and one. Washington is three and two. Uh, Dallas three and three, and the Giants one and six. In the North, Minnesota's a game up on Green Bay. They are five and two. Green Bay is four and three. The Lions three and three were off this week. The Bears three and four. New Orleans four and two. Carolina four and three. The Falcons dropped to three and three, and the Bucks dropped to two and four. And in the West, the Rams are so five that's... and two. Seahawks four and two, Cardinals four or three and four, and the Niners still winless at zero and seven. Would you say that's uh, the Saints' division to to lose here? Not at this point. I wouldn't. Um, I mean, looking at scoring, they are positive thirty eight. While Carolina is negative eight, Atlanta's negative four, and Tampa is negative six. I mean, Atlanta is having some serious Super Bowl loser hangover. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to completely rule out the Panthers at this point, and I'm not going to completely rule out the Falcons. Um, it's funny. Just I do think the what, Saints are the favorite. What was it, a week ago or two weeks ago, we were talking about how uh, the Panthers are back. Yep, and then they blew it and dropped two straight. Yep, um, and they dropped them in ugly fashion. Yeah, whereas the Saints are now on a four-game win streak, um, which is the longest in the NFL right now. Uh, the Patriots have a three-game winning streak. Uh as do the uh, Chargers, Vikings, and Seahawks. Chargers, man. <laughs> they just they decided to start winning. Um, I think there's a lot to be excited about in the NFC. Uh, you know, the Vikings playing this way without their starting quarterback and their backup quarterback. Yeah. Um, uh, the Rams, it's nice to see them doing well. And the Eagles, you know, at worst, they're going to be in a three-way tie for first place in the NFC at the end of the night. And yeah. I, I think they're going to beat Washington. So I've, I feel that way, too. Uh, um, so the, uh, the Rams, they, they, they've said they're, uh, they're looking into uniform changes, but it'll be at least two years before that happens. Yeah. You so have until to... then they're going with the mix and match with the white helmets and the gold shirts. They actually did ask the NFL if they could use their throwbacks all season and the NFL said no. The NFL is a bunch of butts. Um, yeah. I, so let's, I let's hate... hope they go to that, uh, that brighter blue and the yellow. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uniforms, um, Nike has a serious problem with their uniforms tearing in yeah. the NBA. Yeah? It's happened once in the preseason, and LeBron James had it happen to him on opening night. Well, when you make them out of cheesecloth, what do you yeah. expect? Um, the NBA has another serious problem. Well, not really the NBA. Tom's Boston Celtics that he picked out of the East this year. He did. Uh, have run into some but serious to, problems. To be fair. Yeah, no, I'm not. It's, that was... Well before a certain $71 million player broke 
I guess that would be like a $35.5 million leg. Yeah. Uh, Gordon Hayward, uh, fractured ankle. If you guys have not seen pictures or video of this, don't. don't. Uh, it goes sideways. It's terrifying. It's. Uh, I was watching it. I was only able to watch it on my phone, and uh, it just literally 20 seconds before that play happened, I had gotten kind of a fuzzy feed, and it, you know, it was kind of some green blobs moving around against some white blobs. And I saw it happen, and I heard the announcers, and I heard everything they were saying, but it was glitchy and choppy, and I couldn't really see it. And I, you know, I told the guys about the injury, and and uh, that's the story of how Michael didn't lose his lunch. A little bit, a little bit later, I did, I did look it up online, um, and uh, yeah, I like I, I told them, I said, you know, I don't know how bad it is, you know, and I, I explained to them about not being able to see the feed and everything, and uh, yeah. That is one of the worst breaks I've ever seen. And I don't do well with leg injuries as it is. That that's my thing. Is they really creep me out. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a long recovery for him. Uh, hate to see that kind of thing. And it's injuries are becoming a problem in the NBA right now. Kawhi Leonard still not back. You know, Tony Parker's still recovering for the Spurs. Chris Paul is now out for the Rockets for a while. Um, yeah, there was there was a player carried off the court in Minnesota. Last week, I, I'm sorry, I can't think of his name right now. Um, but we're having a serious problem in the NBA right now with these injuries. So uh, they didn't change anything. No, no, yeah, it's it's just it's a bad luck year. It, but it's been a bad luck year in the NFL too. Yeah, you know, JJ Watt, Odo Beckham, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I, I I know I'm forgetting other people. Carson. Uh, yeah, uh, Carson Palmer. Uh, you know, I. I know there there are other ones, but uh, you know it's it's been a terrible terrible year for injuries across sports. Um, you know I keep waiting for the other shoe to drop in hockey and uh, somebody somebody to miss big time there. Well, uh, Corey Schneider went on the uh, IR. That's not a long term thing for no, him though. No, it's just a lower body something or other. And Yager the actual the actual term they used on the injury report lower body something or other. Well, yeah, it's hockey, so they don't ever actually report what the injury is. <laughs> right. Oh, what were you saying about Yager? Uh, he left the game the other night with a an undisclosed lower body injury. Yes. Um, Basically, lower body injuries, anything below the head. Yeah, pretty much. Um, just a quick look through hockey right now. Uh, Tampa Bay leads the way in the East at seven one and one. Toronto six two and zero. New Jersey also six two and zero. Out uh, at the at the bottom of the conference, uh, Montreal one six and one. Three points, losers of three straight. Rough year for Montreal to start. Not a whole lot better um, for the Rangers at two five and two. Right, uh, out in the West, Los Angeles <clears throat> leads the way six zero oh, and one. Uh, St. Louis six two and one. Uh, both have thirteen points. Uh, Los Angeles, owners of the league's longest winning streak, uh, tied for the longest winning streak uh, with my Dallas Stars. After that rough start, uh, they won four straight. They're five three and zero. Oh. I guess if you um, can go the rest of the season without having to play Lettinen. Bing pot. Um, yeah. Vegas, still only one loss on the year. They are 6-1, 12 points. Uh, they are winners of three straight. Um, and Chicago, 5-2-2, two two, 12 points. Uh, they've won one straight. It's Pardon me. It's nice to see Vegas doing this well uh, yeah. out of the gate. Subban will be out for a while, though, I did see. Yes, and Flurry's already out with the... In, in concussion protocol. Yes, so uh, things may take a quick downturn here for Vegas until Flurry gets back. They've been scoring at a pretty good clip. They have been, but you know they're going to be going with a minor league goalie uh, going forward, so it doesn't matter if you put up 
five goals a game if your minor league goalie is giving up six, which I'm not saying yeah, he will, but uh, we've seen in the past. It's, he's got a good minor league goalie. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see going forward uh, with that. And uh, over over in the NBA, you know, just a few games in the books for each of these teams. Um, you know, not a not a lot of big surprises. Uh, Philly is 0-3, uh, which I had picked them to make the playoffs. Um, Washington 2-0 and at the top. Toronto 2-0. and uh, Out west, L.A. 2-0. and Houston 3-0. and Memphis 2-0. and San Antonio 2-0. and You know, all the... All the teams you thought would be up there. The big surprise, Golden State 1-2, and two, including an opening night loss to the Rockets. Yeah. Um, I told you, that that Rockets team, they took a step. They did. They really did. Um, uh, Golden State did lose Draymond Green to injury. Um, Is that a long term? Long enough to be problematic for them. Uh, the other loss they had was to the Grizzlies. So uh, losses to two undefeated teams. Uh, you know, two teams are going to be competing with the whole season. Yeah. Uh, out there in the West, so I mean, it could come down to that, you know. Yeah, um, the uh, Spurs. Uh, we were talking about injuries. The Spurs will be without Kawhi Leonard for at least their next game. Um, they're taking it on a day by day basis right now with him. That's probably best, you know. But at, at some point, it does get to the point where you have to say, "All right, you, you either got to play or you got to not." Yeah, um, they are taking on the Raptors tonight at eight thirty. Um, so we are. Getting close to the end of the show. Close-ish, I would say. Close-ish. Not sure if you have anything else you want to bring up. Otherwise, we're just going to go to the uh, looking ahead. And we've got uh, five days till the NWHL season starts. Yes. Coming up quick. We would do do a whole preview show for that like we do the other sports, except there's only four teams. And, I mean, I guess we can pick who we think is going to win it all. But as we saw last year, that's... It doesn't matter who you pick. Something's going to surprise you. That's why I really like the league is every one of the teams right now has a shot to win. Yeah. Because as a four-team league, everyone makes the playoffs. Right. They just, you know, reseed the teams and play series against each other. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's probably the most uh, most competitive as far as the playoffs go out of any of the sports. Yeah. Um, with the With the smaller... Smaller amount of teams. Hey, maybe baseball should try that. Um, what? Fewer teams in the playoffs? Come on. Yeah. We already have too few teams in the playoffs. We just need to make the playoffs longer. Longer, you say? More playoffs, less regular season. Yeah. Start with a uh, seven-game series for the uh, wild card, then move up. Uh, the World Series will actually be a 13-game a, uh, series. You know, they used to be nine. <laughs> Do you know that uh, there was once a tie in the World Series? Yes, there are you, was. Are you trying to make me flip this table right here, right now? Is this, because something, I you, will, is this something you really didn't know? I did not. Look it up. I'm going to no, No, I'm not going to because then I'll just get angry. Right, fine, I'll look it up. Michael, looking, Wait, looking let's ahead. Go, hold on. Let's go to Kinko's after this and print up a big <laughs> banner with it. Ooh. And just hang it in his Was it even it in, in the 1900s look at, that this look happened? Look at Banner, Eric. <laughs> look at Banner, Eric. Uh, Eric Banner? Look at Eric Banner? <laughs> As long as you know what, I'd rather look at a giant banner of a uh, World Series tie than have to watch an Eric Banner movie. Yeah, I, so, I agree. Um, especially that Hulk abomination that they tried to pass off as a Ang Marvel Lee's movie. Hulk. <laughs> the excitement <laughs> in his voice. There are people out there who defend that movie. Did you know that? There are people out there that defend Hitler, but I, that doesn't make them right. 
Wow. Now, I'm not saying that Ang Lee is Hitler. I'm not, I don't want you to make that leap. I'm just saying <laughs> that there Yikes. are people who defend both. Good God, man. All right. Uh, so looking ahead, move on from that as quickly as we can. You look ahead while I look up this time. All right. Uh, in college football, Thursday night, we've got number 20 Stanford taking on Oregon State. Uh, should be an easy game for the Cardinal. Uh, Oregon State, uh, just one win on the season. Uh, number eight, Miami at North Carolina. Same situation. Uh, number five, Wisconsin travels to Illinois on Saturday. Uh, number 11, Oklahoma State at number 22, West Virginia. Number three, Georgia travels to Florida. Big rivalry game there. Uh, we will definitely be picking those games. Um, TCU at number twenty-five, number four. TCU at number twenty-five. Iowa State, Iowa State getting into the rankings for the first time. Uh, UCLA at number twelve. Washington, Michigan State, ranked number sixteen, travels to Northwestern. Uh, number fifteen, Washington State travels to Arizona, and number twenty-one, USC travels to Arizona State. Uh, the two big ones for this weekend: uh, number fourteen, NC State at number nine, Notre Dame. And number two, Penn State at number six, Ohio State. Oh. Two big, big That's That's the Big, big Ten games. title right there. Yeah. Uh, two big games coming up. So we are going to do picks for those ones and a lot more. Um, and uh, see what we got coming up in the NBA. Uh, tonight, as I mentioned, the Toronto-San Antonio game. Golden State visits Dallas. Uh, Philadelphia takes on Detroit. And the Wizards head out to Denver to take on the Nuggets. Uh, tomorrow, the Cavaliers will play host to the Bulls. Uh, the Knicks visit the Celtics, and the uh, Pelicans travel to see the Blazers out in Portland. Uh, I just love that there's a team called the Pelicans. So whimsical. On uh, on Wednesday, uh, Wednesday the 25th, we got the uh, Raptors coming or heading out to Golden State to visit the Warriors. Uh, we have the Timberwolves coming to this area. They're going to play the Pistons. Um, Thursday, Celtics, Bucks, and the Pelicans. Yay! <laughs> we'll play the Kings. Um, and uh, coming up on the weekend on Friday, San Antonio travels to Orlando. Houston travels to Charlotte. Uh, the Timberwolves will play host to the Oklahoma City Thunder, and the Wizards will match up against the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Saturday, I mean, Cavs will they will really travel. match up against them? Yeah, maybe. On Saturday, the Cavs will tra- will travel to play the New Orleans Pelicans. Not the old Orleans Pelicans. Um, Boston takes on Miami. Uh, Houston travels to Memphis for a matchup with the Grizzlies. Should be a pretty exciting game there. Um, uh, Thursday night in the NFL, we have Miami and Baltimore. Get excited, people. Uh, uh, yeah, sorry about that, everybody. So we've got an offense that was never there. And an offense that uh, isn't there anymore. Yeah, well. Uh, tonight in the NHL, we have the Sharks taking on the Rangers and the Kings taking on the Maple Leafs. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, Oilers at Penguins tomorrow and Ducks at Flyers as well. The Arizona Coyotes will go for their first win of the season as they take on the Islanders. Nope. No, they won't. They're just not going to show up. Oh, okay. They'll go for it, but whether or not they'll get it is uh, probably no. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday brings us the Flames and Blues. And on Thursday, we have the Jets at Penguins, Hurricanes at Maple Leafs, uh, Coyotes back at it against the Rangers, Flyers at Senators, uh, Stars at Oilers. That should be a pretty good game. Uh, Capitals at Canucks, 
and the Red Wings at Lightning. So uh, just me, or have the Red Wings and Lightning played 19 times already I know, this season? all the time. I feel like that's always the case. Uh, the uh, Avalanche head out to play the Vegas Golden Knights on Friday, and the Senators and Devils will match up again. Yep. Uh, you know what? We're going to pick that game, since it's your team against David's team. We're going to pick that game. Why would we pick uh, that game? Predators at Blackhawks and Stars at Flames. And the World Series schedule, uh, tomorrow night in L.A., Wednesday night in L.A., a day off, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday are all in Houston. The Sunday game is if needed. And then back to L.A. on Halloween night. Ooh, uh, spooky they will baseball. Finish out, <laughs> finish out two games in L.A. if needed. It's like, uh, since we're on the World Series. Did you find it? I got it. Twice it happened. <gasps> Twice, Eric. <clears throat> Twice. It happened. Hey, where are you going? Eric, you need to hear this. Uh, the 1885 World Series. Anything that happened before 1900 doesn't count. Between the Chicago White Stockings and the St. Louis Browns. The Wait, what? St. Louis Browns? Yeah. Yes. That was a baseball team? Learn your baseball history, Eric. Again, anything before 1900 And this is coming from count. the resident baseball fan. Learn your baseball history, Eric. And then in 1890. See, still not even before 1900. The New York Giants beat, or, uh... Well, I know that played that to a tie a against the Boston team. Reds. So, the Boston of course Reds. they tied. It's a football team. Okay, Eric, last Both year. Both of those games you just mentioned had football teams playing in them. No wonder they tied in baseball. Oh, no, no, wait, wait, wait. I, 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 I was mistaken. They, they didn't uh, tie the Boston Reds. They, uh, they tied the Brooklyn Bridegrooms, <laughs> later known as the L.A. Dodgers. Much later. Don't worry, Eric. There was a tie in baseball just last year. <laughs> Ties will always be here for you, Eric. <laughs> They will never let you down. Brooklyn Bridegrooms then became, wait, they, they, so they went from the Bridegrooms to the Dodgers. Does that mean they dodged out of the wedding? Is that what happened? Yeah. Were they runaway Bridegrooms? They so were. So they became the Dodgers because they dodged out of getting married? That is exactly yeah. how they got their name. And then their fiance tracked them down, so they had to So they moved across to the L.A. <laughs> they said, how far away can we get from New York? Uh, L.A., the only further place they could have gone would have been San Diego. <laughs> it was just too nice in San Diego. Right. The San Diegans told them, get the heck out of here. <laughs> so no matter the outcome of the World Series, uh, I will have seen the World Series winner in person this year. So uh, this makes two years in a row. And I think to ensure that it happens for the rest of my life, I'm just going to have to see every team in baseball every year. You know, you have three kids to feed. Yeah. But Tigers tickets are $3. You can see that's yeah, season tickets. You get like half. Yeah, that's that's not for one game. That's for all of the games at one. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Though that covers like half right there. Yeah, and I mean the Reds are terrible too. That'll cover the other half. There so, you go. But, all right. Well, that is all the time we have for today. Tom and I have to work. Uh, Eric, Eric has to drill some holes in this table. Yeah, Eric, I'm sure needs to do something. It's one of my goals for today is to drill some holes. I don't know if I'll do it today or not, though, but, yeah. I just need to do a little bit better cable management here. Like, I've got everything, like, neatly tied up underneath the table and everything, but the stuff that's out here because yeah. it all has to go off the edge. And so I want to make some make some adjustments so that way I can have the recorder, like, the right direction. I could probably move the headset amp. I might put the headset amp over on this side, like, underneath the, the monitor or something. I don't know. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we will uh, we'll be back next week for sure. Uh, we may sneak a nighttime show in here at some point during the World Series. Mason has personally yeah. asked for one. Oh, so we just do uh, everything Mason says? 
Well, he's busy at work, so he can't be here for our regular Monday morning oh, show. Oh, his job's he, more uh, important than our show? Yeah, okay. uh, it, it, it is. I know what he does for a living. Um, so we might sneak one in there during the World Series with Mace, with you know Mace, Mason being such a baseball guy. Uh, so watch out for that. Uh, but otherwise, thanks for tuning in, and we will talk sports at you next week. From Choose Your Pain on, it just says Ash Tyler. Um, Interesting. But yeah, it only has episode titles up to nine on IMDb. Choose Your Pain, then Lathe, Magic to Make the Sanest Man Go Mad, mm. Sees Vis Pacum Parabellum,